Costco is joining the ranks of Amazon and Walmart as the latest retail giant to wade into the primary care market, offering members bargain prices on virtual doctor's visits and in-person care. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. Digital health advocates and a bipartisan group of lawmakers are pushing for more integration of electronic health records in the behavioral health industry. New legislation would add $20 million in annual grant funding for mental health and substance use providers to adopt electronic health records, which advocates hope will get into the final Support Act reauthorization package aimed at addressing the opioid epidemic. The package expires September 30th without congressional action. Wildfires in recent years have polluted air in 35 states, undercutting decades of improvements in air quality across the country, according to new findings from researchers at Stanford University and other institutions published in the journal Nature. Inhaling smoke has been tied to several health issues, including a heightened risk of premature death in people with pre-existing heart conditions. And as people are losing Medicaid, hospitals are seeing more patients unable to pay their bills. Politico healthcare reporter Ben Leonard is here to explain the rise in uncompensated care. Thanks so much for having me. So hospitals are legally required to treat anyone going to the ER, whether or not they can afford care. But for months, we've reported on millions continuing to lose Medicaid coverage as this redetermination period has resumed in this post-pandemic era. Can you walk us through some of the key factors driving the increase in uncompensated care that hospitals are reporting? At the outset of the pandemic, the federal government didn't want people to lose their Medicaid coverage. So they had, as you had mentioned, this continuous coverage requirement put in place, and that has ended. And we're starting to see some of the consequences of the unwinding here. Fewer people are going to be on insurance. We've seen millions of people lose coverage. And this here appears to be some of the first signs we're seeing that providers like hospitals are having to take on some of the burden of uncompensated care here. Because some people just can't afford the care that they need when they walk into a hospital, and hospitals are legally required to cover this care. Can you explain some of the backdrop of this issue? How many people have lost Medicaid coverage since the end of that continuous coverage requirement? And what are some of the reasons that people are losing coverage? Yeah, so we don't have data on every state, but we have it on most states from KFF. And it's at least about seven and a half million Medicaid enrollees so far. And that number has been going up and up in some states. We've seen close to a million disenrolled, like in Texas and Florida. And a majority of them have been for procedural reasons, like not filling out paperwork, things like that. We've seen recently also errors from states and how they're going through this that CMS said last week led to half a million people, including a large portion of them being children, losing their care. So with all this going on, what kind of impact can we expect to see of this uncompensated care on hospital finances? It's unclear exactly how this will play out going forward, although we're starting to see some of the first signs of the impact here. Uncompensated care is definitely on the rise as a share of hospitals operating revenue. In May, that number was about six and a half percent. And, you know, now as of the latest data in July, that has jumped up to 8.7 percent, you know, which is definitely a bump. Not huge, but definitely significant. Hospitals are sounding the alarm saying that this will, you know, hurt their finances and could impact, you know, their ability to provide care. They say that it could put some hospitals at risk of closing the doors altogether. 
So then I guess my next question, I'm sort of wondering, you know, what's the answer to this? What's the next step, especially as so many people are losing Medicaid coverage? How can hospitals recover from this? So there's this big push from the Biden administration and their allies to get people to sign up for marketplace exchange plans to get them into coverage so people have the coverage that they need and we could help avoid this rise in uncompensated care. And the hospitals, including the American Hospital Association, are pushing for more restoration of some funding for hospitals that see some more of this uncompensated care. CMS made some cuts in that regard and the AHA is pushing for CMS to undo that essentially. Well, I guess we'll see how it all plays out. Thanks so much, Ben, for being here and for walking us through this. Thanks so much for having me. And before you go, join Politico on Thursday, September 28th at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time for our Cancer Moonshot event on cancer treatment and innovation. Join us for an in-depth conversation with leaders in the field, including private industry, nonprofits, the National Cancer Institute, and the Advanced Research Projects Agency for Health. To register, visit politico.com slash events and click the Upcoming Events tab. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Rees and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.